So we've been talking about Vision 2020, and uh, this is the second part from last Sunday. Your young man shall see visions, and your old man shall dream dreams. So we want to talk about your old man shall dream dreams today. And at the end of the sermon, I'll tie these two together uh, for, <clears throat> for the church. There are three things that we talk about at our church when we talk about the vision 2020. The vision 2020 is the vision that was inspired to your pastor to say this is the direction we should go and this is, this is the direction that the church need today take. And I took this to the board two years ago. And there were three parts of that vision 2020. And the first part is sharing the gospel. That we want our church to be known for sharing the gospel. Sharing the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ. That if there is one thing that we should really do well, that we do well at sharing the gospel. Right? The second one, of course, is taking care of the poor. If, what, if people ask, what is Santa Clara First Baptist is known for? That we're known for taking care of the poor and the weak and loving them and caring for them. That we are known for our compassionate ministry. And the third one is making local and global impact through our service here. Which means we think globally even though we're acting locally. So we act locally, but we think globally, which means our action here in this church is making an impact. So we are going back to the vision that we started two years ago. And how are we doing on those visions? One of the visions that we talk about was this Hope Silicon Valley. And to have this medical, free medical, uh, give uh, book packs, backpacks, and free haircut to students, free food. And we were able to do that last year. And you saw it with your own eyes. That was one of the vision, Because it tied into taking care of the poor. It tied into being compassionate to the people that are in the city and the community. So when we say, you old men shall dream dreams, let me be a part of that old man, like I was a part of those young people last Sunday. We are asked... We are asked to go for our dream. You know, and all of us have dreams. Especially when you watch the Olympics uh, these days. When you're watching the Olympics these days, you know, um, it's exhilarating and joyful when, when an American win the race, right? You're like, yeah, we got a goal. Yes. But there are a lot of people that do not qualify or disqualify. And they have, they have a dream to win a gold or a bronze or a silver. And some of them will never meet their dreams. Will never realize their dreams. All of us have dreams. This morning as you are sitting here. And you are asked to go for your dream. You are asked to be successful. Go for it. Be successful. But what happens when your dream doesn't come true? What happens when your dreams are closed? How do you overcome when your dream dies? And I want to talk about God's dream and our dream. So let me relate it with... I had, I had a dream. 
and there was also another dream that was given to me. So when I was young, probably about eight years old, I had this very strong, vivid dream. And in my dream, there was, there was a battle going on. And the battle was between God's army and Satan's army. So I'm also fully suited with all this gear and sword and shield. I was, and I was fighting for God's army. And I was fighting with the army of Satan in my dream. And I'm fighting there. People are dying. And one of Satan's army, big guy came and, you know, he pierced the sword through my chest. And I can feel the pain. And I'm thinking, oh, somebody got to help me. Otherwise, I'm going to die. At that time, the angel of the Lord and God was sitting up somewhere and they were watching. And one of the angels came down, swooped down and carried me in his arm and took me to a higher plane. And I was standing with the angels and with God and watching the battle going on there. And as I watched... I can see the army of God winning the war. Right? And I can st- still feel the, the pain in my chest here. I'm, like, I'm so excited that God's army is winning. That was one of the strongest vivid dreams that I had. When I got up in the morning, my dad was a pastor of the church. And I went to him and said, I had a dream. And I shared that dream with him. And he looked at me and he laughed. And he was because there were deacon, other board of deacons. They were having meeting. And he just looked at me and he laughed. And I said, I'm being serious. I'm being serious, you know. But he laughed at me. There was one dream that stayed with me even today. It's like very real. And since that time I've been thinking, I want to fight for God. I want to be in God's army. You know, I want to do great things for God and be a part of His army and winning battle for Him. Winning battle, lost soul. That has been in my heart. But when I turned 15, my father passed away two years later. <clears throat> and when I turned 15, I was kind of lost. Here I'm a young guy, you know. My father is not there um, my mom's having difficult time getting through me and I'm charting on my own life and uh, I'm about to go to college because where I was, where I was born at 16 at 16 I was going to college at that time so I was going to go into college and uh, I was with my uncle and went to visit, went to visit another uncle <clears throat> and they were eating and they were also drinking and one of the uncle looked at me and said, what are you going to do in your life? And I said, I, well, I haven't thought about it much. And he gave, he said something there. Why don't you become an IS officer? Right? Now that, that is a big deal. And, uh, oh, well, I never really thought about it. But that day, somehow he planted in me this dream to be a government officer, you know, uh, because it brought in fame and wealth and recognition and status 
And this was what people want to be where I was before I moved here. So it stayed with me, and I started pursuing that dream until I was 29 years old. It wasn't my dream. It was a dream that was given to me by somebody, and I pursued for 19 years. For 19 years, I worked and slogged for a dream that came from somebody. Then you come back to what is God's dream for you. And I talked about dream many times at our church. You say, oh, pastor had a dream again. Here comes the dreamer, right? I am a dreamer. And I want to share my dream with the church. Why do I want to share my dream again with the church? It's because I believe that our church can make a difference in people's life. Our church can make a local difference and global difference. That I am convinced in my heart. I am very convinced, surely this morning as I stand before the Lord, that Santa Clara First Baptist Church can make a difference in people's lives locally and globally. And I want to share this dream again. Why we should do this, how we should do this, and what it would look like. And today the emphasis on global vision, because we've been talking about local ministry. And we, we, we want to have a global vision. And as I was preparing and reading about this again, this, this word of God reaffirmed to me uh, from John Stott. We must be global Christians with a global vision because our God is a global God. Right? Our God is a global God. Your pastor is a global pastor. He has a global worldview. He has seen the world. He has traveled the world. It's not like I'm, I, I, I am from one place. I've seen so many things in my life. And I've seen God work in different places. I've, got, I've seen God work in city, in towns, in rural places, in village, in slum. Our God is truly a global God. And I want to give this global vision to our church. And that we should be a part of what God is doing. Not only in Santa Clara, but around the world. So we can think global and act local. This is just beyond a cool cat's phrase. Right? Because your old man shall dream dreams. And what was your dream? What was your dream? The Word of God said that your old man shall dream dreams. What was your dream? Just a little background. Not so much into it. When the Word of God came to Prophet Joel, it didn't come beautifully painted so well and so promising. It came with a warning. Because... God said to prophet Joel, Oh, a plague is coming. A plague is coming. An army and swarming locusts is going to come. And it's going to eat everything. The picture he saw was that these locusts were like army. And ravaging everything along the path. And this is coming. It's going to eat all of you. Everything that is good in the path is going to come and eat you. It's not a promising 
dream or a vision that God is giving. This plague reminded them of the plague in Egypt. And then he said, again, despite these things, the day of the Lord is going to come. The day of the Lord is going to come. And what would it look like in the day of the Lord? The Holy Spirit is going to come upon your young man and your old man. And your young man is going to see vision. And your old man is going to dream dreams. Wow. Alright. How will this happen? But before this happens, you have to repent. You have to repent of your sin. Okay. So I want to keep that word repentance. Fast forward in Acts chapter 2. When the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ were waiting in one place and praying, the place shook in Jerusalem. And all the people from the world that was there in Jerusalem felt that the place was shaken. And they came running to that place because they felt something. So there's something happening there. Let's go. Let's go and see what's happening there. Where God was happening there. God was happening there. The Spirit of the Lord had come down. And people were talking, what is this? This is crazy. Are they drunk? Who are these weird people? What's going on here? And Peter stood up and said, Remember what God said to prophet Joel, that your young man shall see visions, and your old man shall dream dreams. This is what's happening. Part of it is happening right now. The, the full fulfillment will come, but part of it... Is happening, And then he went on to preach the gospel. And this promise is to you and your children. Those who are near and far off. This is for everybody. And people are saying, what should we do? And he said, repent. So what is repentance? Is that you're not doing the same thing over and over over again to expect the same result. We have heard this before. You're doing something new. You're repenting from what you were doing before. So you can hear what God is speaking to you. You can experience what God is showing you. Here comes the dreamer. Right? Joseph, when Joseph went... To his brothers and said, I had a dream. And I want to show you the dream. This is my dream and I want to tell you the dream. We were uh, gathering a bundle, a bunch of sheaves. And when we have done that, uh, what happens is your bundle of sheaves bow down before mine. Well, the brothers did not like that, that dream. Right? They, They hated him for this dream. One, because Joseph was a snitch before. 
Right? The father loved him more than all the brothers. And he was also a snitch. He goes and come and report back to his father what the brothers were doing. They didn't like him. They hated him. When they told, when he told the dream again, they hated even, they hated him more. They hated him more. Now, you would have thought that Joseph probably understanding that the brothers hated him, uh, would be sensitive. Uh, to what was going on and not go and tell them that I have another dream, right? People with common sense may not do that because they, they hated it the first time but he went back and said, I had another dream, I'm going to tell you again. And he told the dream. This time, it was, it, uh, it was the stars, the sun and the moon bowing before him, right? Uh, the brothers hated him more. I want to ask this question to you. Why do you think Joseph doubled down on his dream? See? Why did he double down on his dream? See, there is a difference between dreams and visions and prophecies. And I want to say this. When you see dream, when you dream dreams that God has given you, You are dreaming the potential future, but you are experiencing it right there and then. If God is giving you a dream right now, it's the potential future, but you are experiencing it right here and now. Joseph was not being insensitive. Joseph was not being imprudent. Joseph was not being arrogant. He was laying claim to his future. And by saying, this is the dream that God has given to me. And I am laying claim to my dream of what will happen. And he is telling it to his brothers. And he is telling it to his father. See, God gives dream dreams to us. And we are responsible for that dream. Your dream will just be a dream if you don't act upon it. A dream is just a dream if you're not acting upon it. When you act upon it and you're responsible for the dream that God has given you, that that dream may become a reality. See, the other thing about dream is that when God gives you a dream, that dream is above circumstances. That dream cannot be controlled Or the dream doesn't die when they go through different circumstances in life. The inspiration of the dream can outlast and is stronger even than slavery, even in prison, even in a foreign country. When Joseph was given that dream, who would have thought that that dream will come true when he was thrown into a pit? That dream, when he was sold as a slave, who would have thought that that dream will come true? Who would have thought that when he was thrown into the prison, that dream will come true? Well, it did. The inspiration of God's dream can go through circumstances in life and still be an inspiration to you if you are responsible for that dream. And we want to be responsible for the dream that God has given us because God's dream impacts the present. We have to act on it. We have to understand what God is telling us. So when God tells our church, Santa Clara First Baptist Church, and He said, okay, I have a dream. Right? Because we are also in Black History Month. 
And Dr. Luther King had given this I have a dream speech. And one of the dream that Dr. Luther King has is that all of us, and we are a good example in this church. We are a very diverse church. If you look around here, there are people from all nations of all colors and race. This is part of his dream. Right? This is part of Dr. Luther's dream. It is God's big dream that we are in that big house, people from all race and all nations, tongues and tribes. And he, was, he saw this dream and he said to us, to our church, and he said, you go and make disciples and baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You go into the world, to the ends of the earth. You go and preach. He saw that dream already where we are baptizing people, where we are making disciples of people. He saw that dream already. He showed us that dream to our church. It is for us. To be responsible of that dream. So, let me ask you again. Then, what was your dream? What was your dream? What did you dream about? Are you saying, no, I'm too old to dream? You know, my time is over, I'm too old to dream. Abraham... 85 years old, 86 years old. Sarah, 75. And when God spoke to him in vision and said, you will have a son, he has to wait for 13 years. 13 years before its fruition. He, 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 he did not waver. He did not waver. See, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak to him in a dream. And sometimes we forget dream. We forget what we dream, what we dreamt last night. How many of you remembered your dream this morning from last night, right? You try to get out. So what was that dream again? I had a great dream, but I don't remember it anymore. And I want to show you a dream. And I'll show this dream two times so you will remember. And dreaming the future about making local impact. You're dreaming the future and living it here and now. This is our potential future that we can make it a present reality of God's dream, God's dream of reaching people from around the world. And I want to show you a video. 60-second dream in colors. That also, right? Some of you may not dream in colors. This dream is in color. So... Can you hit the dream that I've manufactured?
I am a reluctant participant and partner of a slum vision. My wife and I, every time we go to New Delhi, it is not our intention to go into the slums. It is not our intention. But every time we go to India, we are in that slum. We are feeding them. We are teaching them. (coughs) We are giving clothes to them and taking the gifts that has been given to us and sharing it with them. So this time when we went to Delhi, in one of the slums, we went there again. And as we go into the slums, and you saw saw just a little bit of what the condition is like. And there were kids and parents, and they were waiting there. And they were waiting for many good hours because we were coming. And as I stood there, and I saw these kids, and I saw these parents, and I'm saying, why am I here again? Why am I here again? Then I start hearing the word of the Lord. Then I start seeing the vision. And I'm being part of God's dream. Because they're saying, there was a young guy who was playing the guitar. He started in the ministry that my wife and we helped support five years ago. He started coming to church and he started coming to the slum. And uh, the people that were taking care of the ministry and the slum said, let us send him to Bible school. So he graduated, he graduated from the Bible school last month. And now he wants to serve the Lord in the slum. Coming out of slums ministry, coming out of the church ministry, and he's saying, and he's saying, you know what he's saying? I want to start a Sunday school at the slum. I want to start a Sunday school at the slum, and I'm like, how is this going to be possible? How is this going to be possible? And as I watch, and as I see, I'm thinking, yes, Santa Clara First Baptist Church can do this. Santa Clara First Baptist Church can change a small part of the world by partnering with a young guy who is on fire for God, who came out of slum ministry, and who wants to go back and start a Sunday school at the slum ministry. Are you with me this morning? I mean, God, that's God's dream. God's dream is to see people from all over the world coming to Him, that one day every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. Now, what was your dream again? What was your dream again? See, I got sidetracked with my dream when I was 15 years old. That uncle telling me, no, you should become a higher rank officer. And I pursued that for 19 years. When I had been inspired at a young age to be on fire for God and to be fighting lost soul. Which is my first passion and first love. Your, your pastor's first passion and first love is fighting for lost souls, seeking, partnering with God, and trying to save some soul. That's, that's me. That's who I am. 
That's who I am. That's who I am. And here are kids waiting for you. Waiting for good news from you. And I'm asking this church. Should we partner this with this young kid? Young youth. Who is ready to start a Sunday school in the slums or not? That's what I want to ask the church. This spring. By March. We would have a Sunday school in that slum. Right? That is our, our, that is our dream. That is our vision. And hopefully by the end of the year, we will start a church. But I don't want you to get excited and run, run along with it, right? Let's keep it simple for now. So that the one who reads it can run along with the vision. I, we can do this. We can do this. Our worship pastor is saying, yes, we can do this. Pastor, we got to do this. Dreams are potential future, and we are responsible for it. Because if we don't come alongside this young guy, we may be eat. There may be a reason why God sent your pastor to that slum. For this reason. So I make connection with him. We may be it, Santa Clara First Baptist Church. And we want to partner with them. So how about Slum Sunday School? You would have never come to me that we can have a Slum Sunday School. You would have never thought that we can have a Slum Church. But we can make a global impact. We can make a global impact. So God speak today for me, and I want to share this with our group, is to take care of orphans and to take care of the slums as part of making global impact. In the Young Men Shall See Vision, I have said that we have, we have orphans in India that need to be taken care. In order to take care of the orphans, we need more staff. In order to start a slum Sunday school, we need more staff. And I'm asking this morning for our older people to, to dream the dream of God, to see that slum kids being saved and coming to the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm asking young people to see the vision of giving hope and education to young boys and girls who otherwise will not receive hope. I'm asking our church to step up and say, let us do this. Let us help that young guy to start the slum ministry. Let us help that young guy who wants to help with the orphans and give free tutoring to those orphans, let us help these two young people that are on fire for God to make an impact where they are. And I know Santa Clara First Baptist Church, we can do this. 
We can't do this because you are in way, way, way more better condition than any of these kids, than any one of these. You cannot imagine the condition of the place in that slum. If you go through that slum, I can't even describe the living condition of that slum. You will never be able to understand and comprehend what it is like until you see it with your eyes. I cannot even tell you what what it looks like. But I can tell you the dream, that it is God's dream that those kids are saved. I can tell you the dream that it is the dream that those parents are saved. I can tell you that it is a dream of God that those orphans are taken care of. And this is the vision that we want to have at our church. That pure and undefiled religion before God the Father is this. To visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. This is what we want to be in our church. That a compassionate church taking care of orphans and widows, helping the poor and those who are in need. Are you with me this morning? Do you feel like you can do this? Yes? Yes? You can do this. Yes. We know how the worship team to come. So we can pray about this. So, so I started saying that we can make a difference in people's life. Santa Clara First Baptist Church can make a difference in people's life. But in order to make a difference, we have to be responsible of the dream that God has given to us. That's what I'm saying this morning. We are responsible for God's dream. He may show us the dream, but if we don't act upon it, it will just be a dream. So I showed you 60-second dream. You might have forgotten already, right? I'll show you the dream again before we sing the song and before we ask the ushers to come forward. But um, uh, I'm going to show you that dream that you might have forgotten. So can you hit that 60-second dream to come forward as I pray. Father in heaven, you've showed us heaven. You've showed us heaven. You've shown to many of us heaven. What it would look like. You've shown us the kingdom and its power and the work.
and then you ask us to say go go and make you know be responsible of my dream God's dream and today we want to be responsible for that we want to be responsible of the dream that you have given to us to plant churches one of the vision and the dream that you have given to Santa Clara First Baptist Church is that we would plan, help plan prepare to help plan two churches by 2020 and we are on our way we are on our way to do that and I know as we obey and listen to you this inspiration that comes to us when it comes to life it can just be amazing it can just be amazing and I pray this morning everyone that is here this morning be touching their heart with this inspirational dream of God to save the world to save the lost that we can be a part of it send blow fresh fire fresh wind we pray this in Jesus name Amen